Hey, hey, nerds. Welcome back. It is another episode of Opticians. Unhinged. I'm your girl, Iris. And Lucia. Yeah. Uh, so Lucia just got back from vacation, and she's having a hard time getting out of her vacation mode. So oh. we're back doing our first episode. We, we did a whole bunch of episodes before she left. Uh, so it's kind of nice to be back on. <laughs> um, how was your vacation, Lou? Tell us all about it. Oh, it was so busy. It was so busy. It was good. Where all did you go? Uh, we went to Oklahoma mm-hmm. to see my mama. And, mm. you know, okay. So as a wife, mm-hmm. I'm expected to have like a honey to-do list for my husband. I personally don't because I'm a handy woman. So I usually just do what needs to be done. Um, yeah. <laughs> but my dad passed away a few years ago and now my mom has like a honey to-do list for me when I go visit her on vacation. Oh. Too. Ah, we're falling. Sorry, my, my thing was like slowly creeping downward. <laughs> So for everybody, I can see actually this be... much from here down. You need to... There's was... your face. So for everybody that's watching this today, uh, I've tried to log into our platform like four times, and Lucia couldn't see me, but I could see and hear her, and I could hear myself and see myself, but. I don't know what's going on. Uh, so yeah, I'm using I'm using my phone, and then I'm routing the actual audio through the tablet. So you know, it's just there's stuff everywhere, but it's all right. We're here. We're making it happen. So uh, updates uh, for everybody who has been listening that might have forgotten um, Vision Expo West. Uh, that's going to be next week. From the 27th through the 30th. And that's going to be in Las Vegas at the Venetian. Oh, also for anybody that's listening, my puppy is currently chewing on a toy. And I just don't have the heart to take it away. But if I disappear, um, it's because I took it away. So anyways. (laughs) um, So, yeah. Um, and then updates on our podcast. So Ooh. I ch- checked all my stats yesterday. We were supposed to record yesterday, but life is just hectic. So uh, mm-hmm. as of yesterday, we had five subscribers to our YouTube channel. Um, <laughs> and I went through and was double checking each uh, platform to see what our best episodes were on each platform. And they're all different. Um, But on YouTube, our metal episode was definitely like our number one episode. So this will be our 10th episode. So I figured it would be kind of cool to get some updates. Um, So are you serious? It's our 10th episode already. (laughs) Um, so yeah, on our YouTube, we've got five subscribers with our episode about metal eyewear being our number one episode. We still don't have any traction on Amazon, but 
uh, on our Apple podcast, we've had 67 people stream our podcast um, on Apple and uh, Anatomy of Eyewear was the number one episode on Apple podcast. Um, Pandora, we've had two subscribers on Pandora, but I, I didn't see a spot where it would tell me the number one episode. Um, and then on Spotify, we are up to 12 followers on Spotify. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, and then the platform that I actually launch everything through, like our RSS site, um, that gives yeah. me details on where people are listening to. So we've got obviously a lot in the U.S. Uh, we have a few from Canada. Um, and we also had some new listeners from Sweden, uh, Belgium and Germany. So thanks for all of our international support. That makes me really excited. Um, so yeah, we're getting a little bit of momentum here. Yeah. If you're listening in Sweden, I would actually would like for you to send me an email, um, because... This is nothing official, so don't freak out. But we, as a family, have been looking at Sweden to go check out next year. Possibly move. Oh, yes. Um, You know, uh, Stefan, my fiance, um, he's finally starting to kind of get on board with me saying that I think that we should be relocating. Um. Sweden, that's awesome. I've heard it's really expensive to live there, but I think that you are on like a good path for that. But I don't know if you've looked at real estate in there, but to my understanding, or maybe I'm confusing it with Switzerland. Either way, uh, they're both really great countries to move to from what I've gathered. So, but that's exciting. I'm excited for you. Yeah. So, yeah, but I'd be sad if you left me. Don't you have like a wedding coming up? Oh my gosh, yeah. So my wedding is coming up. I think I'm like right in the last home stretch. What's the date today? The 19th? Ooh, yeah, I've got less than a month now. Um, So the wedding is on the 18th of October and we are doing that in Las Vegas. Um, So today's episode... I wanted to discuss what makes eyewear sexy. Um, I have no factual evidence or supporting links to give anybody today. I wanted it to just be a conversation with me and Lucia and what we think actually makes eyewear sexy on men and women and things like that. So... Uh, and actually, you re- do you remember Jeff uh, with the silver LA iWork frames? Um, he was the one that suggested it. He's like, I think this would be a good episode. I'm like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> so, Very good yeah. job, Jeff. Yes. Thank you, Jeff. Um, so first things first. Yes. What do you think makes eyewear sexy? Oh, before we get too far into it, we also have some additional followers on our Facebook uh, and our Instagram. Uh, and one of the followers on Facebook, I wish I had written her name down, um, but being that I'm having technical difficulties and I'm using my phone and my tablet, I can't look it up. 
Um, but I did have some feedback. I took, uh, I took a poll. Um, yeah. Um, and I had one comment that was discussing, um, like when the, basically like your glasses match your fit. And I'm like, girl, the yes. Fit. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what the, the numbers were on everything else. No, no. Do you see the comment and who left it? Uh, Heather. Heather. I think she's from Colorado. Um, so yeah, guys, um, we've got some new followers on our Facebook. Uh, I think the Colorado, uh, Optometric Association started following us, which I thought was cool. That gave me some validation. Um, and then, (laughs) uh, so yeah, we took a poll and style was the number one that everybody thought would be what makes it sexy. Uh, and then Heather had left a comment and she was saying that she thinks that it's when like, you know, your glasses match your fit. And I was like, girl, yes. So, (laughs) which is why I like to sell multiple pairs because then you have one to kind of go with everything, you know? So if you're trying to impress somebody, maybe it's like your first or second date, you know, then you can have a new pair of glasses on every date, which can set a whole mood and, you know, kind of vibe with it. So th- <laughs> thank you, Heather, for your feedback, because I totes agree. Um, I'm a multi-pair kind of gal. I own a lot. Lucia owns a lot. And uh, a lot of our patients owned a lot. Man, I really miss Barry. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. yeah. So. If I had to narrow it down to one style, one color that fits <coughs> most people and will look good in most people, cat eye in red. If you're a lady, you must own a red cat eye. Now, I'm not saying the exact same frame for every single one or the exact same tone of red for every single one. Obviously not. Mm-hmm. But if you're a lady and would like to look sexy, and I think a red cat eye with a little black dress. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think it's yeah. important and some that red ladies stilettos. know. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Meow. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Me I think it's yeah. important that ladies know red is your friend and that you have to learn what shade of red works for you in your skin tone because there's some reds that are very yellow there's some reds Mm -hmm. that are very brown so there's Mm -hmm. different different shades of red um i feel like if 50 shades of gray could have a movie that we could do a whole movie on 50 shades of red but (laughs) yeah right so Yeah, uh, I think that for every lady out there, having a red frame in their collection is a game changer. That's like a level up boss mode frame. Um, And, you know, it's a showstopper when a woman walks in wearing especially like a fire engine red frame. Yeah. Remember that one? Todd Rogers. (gasps) Yes, I (sighs) love her still. But. I don't own her because it wasn't your shade of red. red. (laughs) 
Yeah, it is too yellow for me, and I have a yellow undertone, so it looked really orange, and it just mm, 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 mm. no. I think that but, one was man. too small for you too, wasn't it? It wasn't just too small. No, it, okay. it was just the the color and eye. Uh, I tried it in the summer when I'm darker, and I tried it in the winter when I'm lighter, mm-hmm. and uh, I just didn't get along. For me, uh, the only red cat eye I have is that ovo frame that's got the wood in it, um, but, oh man, I really like that frame. Every time I wear that one, I get compliments. Yeah. I don't wear it that often, though, because it is kind of fragile with the wood, so I don't wear that one all the time. That's like a going out frame. I'm going to say something. I am so sorry. I'm going to be touching my nose and my face with the tissue. How dare you? Because um, I lost my... <laughs> I lost my um, little bottle pill thing of my allergy medicine and the trip. At the end of my trip. Nice. And you know, if I don't take my allergy medicine every single day. Oh, yeah. I'm a mess. Her her sinuses are a hot mess. Um, If she if she misses a day, she's a sniffling mess. And like there it's been so bad sometimes where I have to stop and be like, are you crying? It's just like, no. (laughs) Yesterday. I finally got some more, and I started taking it, but by yesterday, my sinus pressure was so intense, my teeth were hurting. Oh, that's the worst. So, yeah. Ugh. Sorry. Ooh. So, well, I'm, no, no problem. Everybody here understands. So, um, so, the other thing I want to say about sex appeal in glasses is... Mm-hmm. Even though I have a specific shape and color that I think every woman should wear or have, you know, for that little black dress situation, I think it has more to do with the person than the frame. Okay. So, let me explain that. I could put on a little black dress with the best frame, with the best shoes, with the best everything... But if I'm not feeling it, I'm not going to be sexy. Yes. And on the same token, <clears throat> I could be wearing an oversized t-shirt with no makeup on, a bun on my head, and just regular glasses. Mm-hmm. But if I'm feeling it, girl. <laughs> so... Uh, I think this goes back to, you know, when you're having these conversations with patients, like, I don't know about you, but I can tell when a patient is not a hundred percent in a frame. So like, you know, if, if they're really hesitant on something or they're like, Oh, I love this frame, but I don't care what you say after, but if there's a, but in there, you're not in love with that frame. Um, if your primary concern is not the frame, but who's going to think that it looks good on you, then you're not buying that frame for yourself. If you want to look sexy in a frame, you buy that frame for you, girlfriend or sir. And and you buy that. We'll get to the guys here in a minute. (laughs) 
Yeah. You, you buy that to make yourself feel great and look great. You're like, you know what? When I put this frame on, this is like my Superman cape for my face. I'm going to put this frame on and I'm going to transfer into a whole nother person. Right. So people, if, if you're selling a frame to somebody who says that they love the frame, but uh, no matter what they say, I love this frame, but, or I wonder what if maybe you should try to find them another frame so that they're not buying something. Cause it can look the bomb, but if they can't find the confidence in themselves to wear it, it's just going to sit on a shelf and then they're wasting money. And yep. in this world of buy, 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 sell, 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 like it, it's okay for you to sell someone something different. I'd rather sell somebody something different that they still look great in, that they're comfortable with, than to just sell them something because I'm like, go, you have to own this. <laughs> um, so I yeah. mean, how many frames have we tried on that we grabbed it and we were like, oh, I love this frame. And we put them on and it's like, ah, <laughs> yeah, no, so why many. do you not look good on me? Or how many times I've tried to frame on and then tried to convince myself it looks better than it does. Because uh, I like those really girly frames that are usually not available in my size or they're not shaped for my body. I, I can't even say my face, my whole body, right? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and I'll stand there in front of a mirror and try to convince myself that I look good in it and... Uh, Oh, lo and behold, you know, like three days later, I'm like, I give up. I guess I don't look good in it. But I would feel really fly in it if it looked good. <laughs> right. So I think I think for me, what makes a frame sexy is a confidence thing. Um, that, you know, when this person puts that frame on, they walk up in a room and they're like, I own this place and this frame got me here. And so for me, it's a confidence thing and the fit, like Heather on Facebook said. So if you can find, build yourself a collection where well, and you've it's got enough. Like, it's kind of like that mm-hmm. thing of, you know, I can feel sexy on this outfit that you might not. But we need to make sure that we're dressing our bodies, right? So, yeah, I heard um, a good rule of thumb when it comes to glasses, and I don't know if you agree with this or not. I thought it was a good starting place was to find a frame that looked like you, basically, like you're built. So if you're a very petite, very short person, you should look for a thin, small frame. But if you're a bigger, taller person, you should look for a frame that's more chunky now i'm not saying that that's like the only thing you can buy but i think it's a good rule of thumb of okay i don't know what to buy for myself yet i'm trying to explore just look at yourself in the mirror and be like okay so and be honest with yourself right yeah it's the hardest (laughs) part right (laughs) and be like okay so i'm like medium built right so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go find Mm -hmm. something that's not chunky but that's not super light and just kind of 
start dressing yourself from there. Now, you can explore from there, but I think a good mm-hmm. starting point. Um, I really like that. That's a good starting point. See, I don't know. So, you know, for some of our, like, heavier set men, for example, uh, I find, especially if they're big old boys with big old heads, uh, I don't find that putting chunky frames on them is the way to go. Um, that they need something more minimalistic, which will help kind of give a better appearance. Um, that when you're putting like, you know, somebody that's got a big, big head and you're putting a big chunky frame on it, it's almost like it makes that look worse. Um, and I, I don't know how well, to really don't like what I'm trying dead. to say. I mean... What? <laughs> I mean, I'm like, uh, yeah, put something big on that. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it goes back to you the know. confidence thing. So yeah. actually, on on your note of, you know, fitting to your body shape, do you follow, like, the original way of fitting a patient based on their face shape? No. Never. No. I don't either. Um, And to be honest, I I feel like that is like a prehistoric diagram for fitting. There's so many shapes that exist now that I don't think were a part of that back then. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I know all the rules of dress codes and all that because... My mother was um, very much into that and because she, she came from the area where she had to be. So she has taught me all the rules and regulations. <clears throat> the problem I have with it, and I think if you're using it, again, if you're using it as a starting point to like a launching board for yourself, okay, I'm going to, this is kind of, you know, a no-brainer, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have to remember, I love round frames. I absolutely love round frames. And you love cat eyes. And mm-hmm. I believe that there's a round frame for every single person. You just have mm-hmm. to look for it. But there's a round that you can wear. And you think that there's a cat eye for every person. Before I met you, I didn't own any cat eyes. Now I have like five. <laughs> <laughs> oh man right yeah but it's just it's just one of those things i i think um i think all these rules and regulations and all this stuff are good and they have a place like mm-hmm. if you've never worn glasses before and you don't have a great optician that's going to sit with you for hours to try to figure out what fits you great um yeah look at the right. rules figure out what mm-hmm. they say, start there. I'm not saying stay there. I'm saying start there. Um, right. And then kind of <clears throat> go from there and explore. But I, would agree I don't know. I, f- I don't know very many people like my mother that still match their shoes to their purse to their belt. Uh... Wait, did you say to your belt? 
man, your mom really takes it home. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I, I feel like the most people that I do see that do that, those those are going to be more of your, like, above average income people. that that, Or people whose income is devoted to their aesthetic. You know, like, there's some people out there where they'll pay their bills and anything extra goes into their vibe that their wardrobe defines who they are. And I support that. I really do. Um, for me, clothing and fashion, like that, that is, it's personal branding where, you know, mm-hmm. this is, <clears throat> this is what to expect out of this person. Like for me, I used to never wear glasses. And now if I don't wear glasses, I feel naked and then I start getting a lot of people that's like, you look different today. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not wearing glasses. They're like, oh, so strange. I'm not used to seeing you with no frames. And then because my frames are so bold and elaborate, um, it's just become part of what people expect out of me is what mm-hmm. what frame is she going to be wearing and holy crap that one is, is that new um i think simplicity is beautiful you know mm-hmm. and you know this about me you look at my frames and they're not big elaborate crazy frames most of my frames <clears throat> except for the cat eyes um could be unisex because i like a simple Simplistic. I'm not saying boring, but simplistic. Um, so a okay, lot of my yeah. frames will be uh, in that minimalistic, simplistic, very neutral, but different. Um, so if you are looking at some of your minimalistic, simplistic frames in contrast to some of your not simplistic, minimalistic frames... Which ones do you feel you feel more sexy in? It depends on the mood. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it, it really does depend on my mood. So every frame I own, at some point, I can feel sexy in it. Because, okay. like, again, I can, it, it just depends. If I'm feeling like, like, dressing like a bum, right, and... <coughs> I feel particularly sexy on that that day. I'm not going to pull out my cat eye, right? Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. have a Raven frame that is super simple. It's super basic. My husband loves it because it's super nerdy. And I can slap those on with a big t-shirt and be like, yeah, (laughs) I'm rocking it, right? But there's some days where I'm like little black dress with my um, checkerboard frame. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Mm, Mm -hmm. yes, this is happening. (laughs) But then there's some days that I want to wear my big floral dress and my really crazy yellow frames. And that's going to make me feel sexy. What I'm hearing is that. What I'm hearing that you're not saying is that it actually goes according to your fit. So, like, okay, if I'm feeling kind of crummy and bummy today, I'm going to put this on with these glasses Mm -hmm. and then I'll feel sexy. 
but only if it's in this outfit with these frames. Does that make sense? So, yes, I think we're on to something here. <laughs> so, yeah, I... yeah. And I think, you know, I think if people would dress themselves not um, to what they think. So, and I know a lot of people put their clothes together the night before. Mm-hmm. And if you're that person, don't take this personal. I'm not coming after you. But I think people should dress in the morning to how they're feeling. I agree with that. I'm that person. <clears throat> yeah, because if I choose my outfit the night before thinking, oh, I'm going to be in the mood for a pencil skirt and <coughs> you know a very fancy shirt. And then I wake up in the morning and I'm actually feeling kind of like, then that outfit's not going to fit me. Right. Correctly. I definitely think when, when I actually had to get up and get ready for work, like now I throw on some shorts and a tank top to come work in my hot shed. But yeah, whenever I was having to get up and get ready for work, um, I would get up and take my shower, whatever, and how I felt that day um, would determine what I wore. All the way down to my glasses. Like, if I was feeling Mm -hmm. kind of crummy, um, you know, I would try to find a little bit more of a playful frame. So that way, you know, it kind of made me feel a little bit better about myself. And I would match that with whatever outfit I thought matched my vibe. But honestly, my glasses were my go-to and then the outfit. So for me, I go pick the frame that's going to set my mood for the day. And then I go for my, my clothes. Um, yeah, I think if we get the into- hardest, the hardest part of traveling for me is trying to bring down my frame wardrobe <laughs> to, you know, Oh, I had to start <laughs> limiting it to how many frames I pack. Yeah. Uh, so Lucia and I both have this little collapsible frame case that holds three, ca- three frames. Um, yes. So anytime that I go to travel, uh, it's that thing is full and sometimes double packed. So sometimes I'll try to squeeze two frames into one slot. Yes. Uh, so that way I can maximize my selection. Um, yep. But, you know, that's that's just part of packing for me now. I have to go over to my wall O frames and kind of be like. Um, so anyways, uh, moving on to men's. Um, yes. Ooh, the dude. I, I can say for a fact, if you, all right, so I'm only like fairly recently not single, right? <clears throat> right. And I can say when I was dating that I would go on a date and if your frames are like busted and not clean, um, the style is really dated for me automatically. Uh, I'm assuming you don't regularly prioritize your eye health, which makes me then wonder if you prioritize your regular health. 
Um, and maybe that's crappy of me, but you know, the two do kind of go hand in hand. Um, or that you just don't care how you look. And while some people live their lives not caring like that, I'm not one of those people. When I go out in public and I'm going to a nice place or I'm going on a first date, I want to make myself look presentable. Um, and if that means a quick frame change or, yeah, take a shower, <laughs> shave, put Wash some cologne on. Yeah, like. But if you're not taking the time to do those little things, it, it makes me kind of question things. So for me, when a guy shows up, especially in a bold frame, um, like I'm sold. If you if you're coming in and you're wearing like I'm going to use red for an example. There's not very many men that wear red frames. Um, however, red frames exist. And I've seen some really hot red men's frames. Yes. Now, if you show up and you're rocking this red frame and then you've got little hints of red in your outfit and stuff, I'm sold. But also, if you don't match your fit to your glasses, but you have a bomb frame on that is like a showstopper frame where you're like, wow the colors in that are amazing. The shape on that's amazing. And fellas rectangular frames are not it. I'm not saying that they don't look good on you guys. They fit and they do the job, but I feel like it's kind of one of those things where it's a crap shoot where you're just like, well, this is what I've always worn and that's all I ever want to wear. Branch mm -hmm. out. That style is so 25 years ago. And, and it shows, and I think a lot of people are still making it. And honestly, I'm a little bit scared that by next year, it's going to make a really strong resurgence. Um, oh, gosh. You know, because things do, they, they come back around every quarter century. Those styles are, are recycling themselves. Um, so for the rectangular wearers of the world, if you think that they're doing something to compliment you or make you unique, they're not. If you want a unique frame, don't buy rectangle unless it's like some crazy acetate pattern. Um, you know, like, uh, what was it? The Yucatan yeah. by Etnia. Yeah. Um, so that was a rectangular shaped frame that I would sell every single day. I would sell that frame. And it was the patterns and it was the colors and I think there's a lot of people that wear these rectangular metal frames. And for me, they're kind of like just the plain, like this is a silhouette, but this is not your typical silhouette, right? But for yeah. silhouette wearers of the world, I, for me, a silhouette wearer, you're aging yourself by like 10 years at least when you wear a rimless frame. Um, now, if you take that rimless frame, and add one of those accent rings around it to give you some color and some additional shape, then it's back to being a game changer. So I think that there's going to be kind of a catch 22 for those rectangular wearers in the world that you could be doing it better. Yeah. Uh, but again, you have to rely on, you know, having an optician that is not afraid to tell you no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think, for you to fit somebody and give somebody 
a new look, a new vibe. Um, you have to be willing to tell them no. And I like to tell them no. Lucia definitely likes to tell people no. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think for me, for men is it's the men that go and they do spend a little extra time and energy on frames. Um, not just puts it on and says, well, this fits. Okay. Let's check out now. And you've been out there for less than five minutes (laughs) because it shows it totally shows. Um, but what about you with men? With men. Sexy frames on a man. I think, I think if you're young and um, not gray. <laughs> okay, so what I just heard was that Lucia's like, you're not sexy if, you're, if you've got gray hold hairs. On. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think if you're young and not gray okay. or graying, uh-huh. your frame should match your lifestyle. So, because for me, I look at a dude and I look at his frame. And if you have a boring, rectangular metal frame, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking your mama bought you that 15 years ago and you never thought about it again. You just keep buying the same thing. Right. Which tells me you have no ambition. You have no desire to better yourself. I don't think you have any imagination at that point either. Right. Which (laughs) is not a good thing. No, not interested. Um, Yeah. But if you're young and you are wearing a sporty, colorful frame, I'm thinking, okay, Mm -hmm. you like hiking, you like sports, you know, like that tells me a little bit more about you. Um, I think young guys Mm -hmm. should be not be scared of wearing frames that fit their lifestyles. Um, if you are in business or a lawyer, wear a square frame. Square is such a cool shape on dudes. It's like large and in charge. Yes, please. Try on a square. Go from there. Um, now, if you are in the salt and pepper And I don't know if you guys know this, but dudes out there, I cannot tell you how hot is a good salt and pepper done right. Okay? Okay. So, Mm -hmm. if you're salt and pepper, stop it with the black ugly frames. Go get yourself something that has some silver in it, maybe some gray. Some see-through, like some smoke. Some smoke, not gunmetal. God, everybody wears one. But yeah, and that's just gonna like. A lot of guys say I don't want to accentuate my grays, and I'm like, "Uh, sir, do it. You have worked hard for those. Embrace Mm -hmm. it. Let's do this thing. You're gonna look so much better." If you accept the fact that you're more knowledgeable, you know what you're doing, and you can dress yourself. I I wonder if those men that say they don't want to, like, 
you know, enhance the gray or whatever. Like, are you guys going to go pick up a box of, like, Rogaine or whatever and start dying over your grays? Because I don't see you doing... I don't see men doing that like they used to. Like, back in the 90s, that was such a thing. Do you remember that? Um, And now men seem to be embracing their grays a little bit more. If anything, they'll go get their hair professionally done to accent the gray better. Um, But... Unless you're planning on doing that, you you might as well just embrace the gray and work with yeah. it. And as somebody who has fit many, many graying men, and for the listeners out there, the last office that Lucia and I were <clears throat> at, probably 80 to, 90, 80 to 85% of our patients were recently retired or older. And so obviously gray is now a, a full blown occurrence. It, it's not like an occasional thing. We saw a lot of patients on a regular basis. And how yeah. many of these recent retirees are just now getting out of their professional workforce jobs mm-hmm. where they never felt like they could wear any of these different things. And, you know, then you finally get an opportunity to get them to change it even just a little bit. Um, but for me, if you're going gray and I hand you like a smoke or like a charcoal colored frame where it's like a dark gray, just put it on and try it. I promise it's going to look so good. And how many of those men who are finally getting out of tortoise or black and going into something that is actually a little bit lighter in color for them um, and does have a little bit of a different shape and how much better they felt about themselves putting on a frame that they felt matched them better. And they're like, wow, I never, I never would have picked this up. And we're like, I know, (laughs) but you know, I think it's important that, you know, you embrace those grays and things like that. And if you're not going gray, uh, and to your point about kind of dressing according to your lifestyle. Okay. So let's say you're a lawyer, right? Uh, we have sold frames to lawyers that were not as vanilla and square as you would think that they would be. And I say square, not in the shape, but square is in like your square. So, (laughs) so, you know, uh, there was a a relatively young attorney that we saw right before I left. And I think he got like a seraphin frame and maybe a state optical. Um, And those frames looked so good and neither of them were rectangular. He had one round and then one square. And I think for me to your point about the square shape is with the the rectangle it's so minimal it's not it's kind of like a barely there kind of look but if you have to wear frames in my mind if you have to wear it because you're blind as a bat without it why not get you a frame that screams i am wearing a frame and i own the wear of this frame so you know, I think men get really, I think men are more insecure about their glasses than women are. Uh, okay. I really do. So I feel like we talked about women 
that I read, I think if we had to narrow down men's frame to one shape and one color, uh, for me, it would be a square black mat. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, matte black but, square. That's so simple but, for you. I know. But that fits correctly, right? It's not going to be the exact same frame mm -hmm. to, for every guy. Mm -hmm. But I would still say a square. There's a square for every dude. Um, and black is such an overused color. If you do a matte on the black, it's I different. feel like by making you know it I mean? a, a matte finish that it makes it softer. Like yeah. the it, the black is not like Clark Kent black. Okay, um, let's talk about Clark Kent. Alright, because I have had so many dudes be like, oh, and it's a Clark Kent. Um, excuse me, Clark Kent was freaking Superman. He was hot. Even when he wasn't hot, uh, what is wrong with looking like him? Well, and then there's also the, the the Buddy Holly comparison. Uh, for me, I don't know who that is. <laughs> he's a musician. Uh, for me, if you know a frame well enough to be able to put a name to it, then that frame is not as boring as you think it is. If, no. if you can be like, well, I don't need to be wearing this, this Superman frame or this Buddy Holly frame. Um, okay, but you're talking about it. So is it really that terrible? Like, because at what point in society did we start thinking Superman was not hot? Superman is super hot, okay? Like... <laughs> <laughs> He was created as the man to be. Right? And you're sitting here telling me you don't want to look like him? You oh, have bigger issues. Speaking of superhero Sorry. frames, can we talk about Robert Downey Jr.'s sunglasses in one of oh. the Iron Mans? Uh, so there was a sunglass that that man had on and it was an instant game changer for Robert Downey Jr. Okay. So if Iron Man can rock this super dope frame, you can. <laughs> so, you know, I think kind of like what I said at the beginning of the episode where your frames are your superhero capes that you can put these on and it can completely transform how you look, how you're perceived, how you feel. Um, and I think that people need to understand that your wardrobe plays a crucial part in your day-to-day -day vibe and mood. You know, if all you ever do is wear black everything, you know, you're going to be perceived by the general public as somebody that they don't want to talk to. Um, you know, because of your color palette. And while I totally support Can I show your black wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> Are you wearing all black today? <laughs> I Okay. So I'm wearing a black shirt, right? It's a black tank top. Uh-huh. But look at that. Uh -huh. Ooh. Look at that riskiness. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's just to that point. Like, just because I'm wearing a black tank top it doesn't have mm -hmm. to be boring no have a little bit of a yeah bad. fellas 
if you're single and you wonder why you've been single for so long, maybe check your eyewear and then check your dating habits. Um, it, so frames now are so mainstream fashion and like they are high fashion now um, that I feel like there is ample opportunity for a day-to-day -day wearer to find themselves a frame that's going to suit them day to day that they right. could fall in love with. And also if you patient have the courage to purchase this frame that you fall in love with at the store and you go home and your family suddenly hates it, don't take that back. One, most people aren't going to let you exchange it, but I think that it's important that you stick to your original feelings about that frame that you felt like you loved it and you got home and you probably do still love it, but your family, they're used to seeing you in something that's not eccentric and yeah. much like anything else, it's going to take them a few weeks to accept this change of style that you just had. Um, yeah. you know, I've sold both men and women, some beautiful frames, um, that have color, don't have color, but they're just so far off from what they had on before. And then they come back and be like, well, my family told me they hate it. So I don't want to wear it. I'm like, okay, well, I'm sorry. Um, I can't really do anything for you. Um, you know, to reframe somebody, you got to cut a whole new set of lenses because that lens doesn't transfer from the frame you just bought to the frame you want to exchange. Um, and I feel like a lot of patients out there think it is that simple and it's not that simple. There's a reason why people tell you no. So when you're having that conversation with your optician, if you feel like you're hesitant or that you're pressured by people approving what you wear every day, that you need that validation from other people, don't, don't take the plunge. You have to be ready to stand by your style choices. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that, that was my only caveat on that. Like, okay, if you go in and you're like, I want a really sexy frame and then everything that you try on, you don't feel sexy in because you're more concerned with what everybody else is going to think. I don't think you're ready for that change yet. Um, oh, I, th I thought, you know, embracing who we are is very important, right? Um, if like, like we were talking about the salt and pepper guy, um, like really embrace who you are inside and, Okay, I'm going to be a little bit um, on the... <laughs> Sorry, this is what I do for a living, okay? <laughs> I don't want to counsel you. Is that what I'm trying to do? But I am going to sound a little counsely right now. I do believe but that there's a certain you... amount of counsel involved in opticianry, though. Yeah, if you can understand and get a hold of who you are when you are by yourself, Mm -hmm. and when nobody's looking that's the mm -hmm. person that you should be always okay so you know that saying of uh dance like nobody's watching yeah you should always dance like that right so mm -hmm. if you go by yourself to buy glasses and you 
love this frame and you are like, whoa, I don't even know why, but I absolutely love this on me. That's your true you. Right. Stick to that. And when you get home and, you know, hubby or kiddos are like, whoa, mom, like, what the heck? Just be like, this is who I really am. This is who I want to be. And this is how I feel good about me. And you should respect that. So do you think that when you're with a patient and they come in by themselves for their eye exam and they're picking their eyewear, do you think that they should be phoning home for other people's thoughts and opinions? Me either. I don't. Um, I, I feel that by doing that, you're one, I think seeing a frame in person versus over a very poorly taken selfie most of the time, yes. um, <clears throat> opticians, yes. if you have a patient who absolutely insists that they need to send this off to their family, um, take the picture for them and always, always, always okay. encourage them to smile. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've had a patient take a photo that's like shot from down here with the double chin. And they're just like, it looks <laughs> like you're hating awful. life. Yeah, it looks awful. And, so well, and not when, only that, but then the, the family member that's getting it is looking at this picture and they're not looking at the glasses. They're looking at your no. body language and they're like, uh, you look uncomfortable. Yeah. No. So. Don't do you that. Know, opticians, if you've got somebody out there that's taken numerous selfies on their phone, first of all, don't go tell them they can't be taking selfies. Um, I, I've been in places that tell you you can't take a selfie with their frames. And to me, that was really stupid. Um, but I think that goes back into the whole buy now experience. Like, no, you can't take a photo and go home and think about it yeah. because you're not buying from me right now. And then you're going to end up yeah. buying somewhere else. So what? So what? It's all about the patient, right? Or was it about your bottom line? Hmm. There's a big difference here. So if you see somebody that's taking a bunch of probably very poor selfies, build themselves a little tray with what their options are and try to help them narrow it down. I try to keep it to three, four frames tops. And yep. even that for some people is pushing it's it a lot, um, but I'm extra. Yeah. So I get it. Um, so, you know, and then sit on your dispensing table, have them, you know, get themselves sitting up nice and pretty and just be like, all right, well, I, I can't take this unless you smile because that will completely change how that person is perceived to the people that re are receiving it. Or if they go back through and they're looking at their own photos of their really bad selfies and they all are shot badly and they don't look happy, whether we realize it or not, our brain is perceiving your bad selfie and your, your lack of smile as you're, you're not really into that frame, but you were. Um, and I feel yeah. that your selfie should should show that too. Um, I so, think yeah. the opposite is true. Um, if you see a young young person and she's using twenty filters, and, <laughs> and she's taking them from like, oh, it's all about the angle and the lighting. That that's not true. That picture mm -hmm. is not being honest with them. 
because right. they have all these filters and all this, you know, things. Also, grab that phone, take that picture. Um, yeah. One of the ways that I got my people to laugh, because I want my people laughing and not just smiling, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is I would be like, okay, when I take this, you need to smile because we don't want it to look like a mugshot. And nine times yeah. out of ten, I would get a good, hearty laugh out of people, which is what I want yeah. to capture. Right. And, you know, you've got to, like, be prepared for that. You know, have yourself something, like, if you have a solid win of a joke, uh, have the camera ready, make your commentary, and when that, like, when the chuckle happens, you snap that yeah. photo. Don't give them a one, two, three cheese, and then you end up, oh. like, looking like a five-year-old, like, thumbnail for this video it was a very cringe worthy face check out our youtube <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so I, I think that we could probably both say that i think fit like the outfit and then the fit on the face yeah like the yeah, color because a frame that's too big or too small is just gonna look ridiculous it's not yeah yeah either it's gonna be way too big and Women are the worst offenders for this right now. Yeah. Ladies, I don't know what kind of anime kawaii crap taught you how to wear your frames all the way down here and then be like this big. Yes. That's not doing it, it's not working for you, babe. Like you're making yourself look cross-eyed. So if your frames are too wide, your eyes are going to look exponentially closer together and it yep. looks bad. If the frame's too small, your eyeball takes up the entire frame and that looks bad. So, you know, I, I think that fit is a big thing. And then, you know, having your fit kind of match your vibe and your clothes for the day. Uh, I think color is actually quite irrelevant in this convo. Mm -hmm. Um, because really the well, color really like people come in and be like, well, I can't afford to have more than one pair. Okay. Fair enough. Tell me what your normal vibe is. Like, are um, you boho? Are you funny? Are you more serious and conservative? Like, tell me what your normal vibe is. Mm -hmm. And then let's talk about what your, no your normal color in your wardrobe is. You know, yeah. I know for me, autumn colors are usually what's in my wardrobe because that's what looks better on my skin. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if we have those two pieces of information as opticians that care, we're mm -hmm. going to be like, okay, we can only do one frame. That's fine. Let's match it to your normal vibe and your right. normal outfit. Now, what if you have what if you have somebody who says that they work all the time and that they're they're only in scrubs every day? So, are you would you match that frame to their vibe in the scrubs? Well, but that's the thing, though. Like, the scrubs are not their life, right? Right. Um, being a nurse or a doctor, or whatever reason you're wearing scrubs for, is not your identity. It's what you do to support your living right mm -hmm. what are you doing 
mm-hmm. your living part of your life, <laughs> not on your work part of your life. And I think that's mm-hmm. uh, another thing that as workaholic society, we have forgotten mm-hmm. that we're working for a living. Well, let's live that living yes. part of yeah. why you're working, right? Mm-hmm. Your work is not your identity. Yes. What you do when you're not working, that's your identity. That's who you right. are. That's who I want to match your frames to. So if you're if you're working in an environment where you're all wearing the same thing, uh, because you work in a hospital, you work in uh, a small private practice somewhere, wherever it might be, uh, or if you've got a work uniform, you know, it's not a medical environment, but you have a work uniform, everybody's wearing the same thing. Your only opportunity to have any sense of individualism in a, in a world full of people that are conforming, um, mm-hmm. I think that your frames and your shoes are, are the best route yes. of action to give yourself some individuality. And How many not, times do I get compliments on my shoes? Often. All the time. All the time. I don't wear what everybody wears in my field Mm-mm. at all. No. Because we need to dress the person we are mm-hmm. all the time. So if yeah. you're in scrubs all day long and then you go home and you go rock climbing, let's fit for the rock climbing person, yeah. not for the scrubs person. Which, by right? the way, if you climb rocks, you're a badass, okay? I could never. That scares the crap out of me. That is so, so fun. <laughs> uh, rock climbing, Mr. or Mrs. Rock Climbing Badass person, uh, you deserve a rock climbing badass frame. Okay? Badass. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I mean, and that's why I'm saying that. Like, if if you spend, you know, if you're working 12-hour shifts, that's fine. You do yeah. you. But at the end of the day, the individual, that's what's going to make you sexy and stand out and be you and empower you. Yeah. Um, and I'm not talking about women empower, men empower. Every human needs mm-hmm. to be empowered of who they really are, not when they're yeah. at work or not when they're in a societal construct, but right. when they, who they like to be. You know, if you sit down and read books, all the time, then find you some nerdy glasses and embrace that. Yeah. I mean, if you want to be a nerd, great. If you want to be an artist, great. If you want to be yeah. a sports star, great. Let's find you a frame that's going to help get you there and be the best version of you that you can be doing those things. And, you know, I feel like uh, I probably enjoy working with millennials more than boomers um only because when i try to ask those lifestyle questions and those get to know you questions i do feel that there's a large majority and if you're a boomer and you're listening to this it's no hate against you we get it 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 was just your generation but if you have somebody that's asking you tell me more about yourself what do you do what do you like to wear how do you feel and you know what what catches your attention all of these random questions just roll with it. Maybe you might discover something about yourself also. But when I worked in offices where a large majority of the people that I was fitting were college age students, um, I feel like those questions got answered with much more rapid confidence and much less pushback. Where I think we need to get our boomers to be back to who they were, you yeah. know, 
in their 20s. Because you guys, yep. y'all's generation and- were really cool. Like, we still use some of the stuff that you were using before you got a job. So yep. tap back into that hippie, crazy, good old boomer age stuff. You, and you've got grandkids and stuff now. You're not dead. You're not be, dead. The, be the cool grandparents. I, I insisted that when my kids have have my grandbabies. Okay, so these aren't my kids, right? And they're pretty much all already grown with the exception of one. So I, there's, not, there's not very much raising that I can do here. But uh, last night we were talking about it. I was like, oh, no, these kids are going to call me grandma. Okay. <laughs> so and that that's gonna be i'm gonna be the cool grandma and and it's gonna be like oh okay we're gonna go to grandma's house and we're gonna do these things you know just because you've lived a lot of life because lord knows boomers have been through it right uh yeah. you've lived a lot of life you've had a lot of kids now you got all these grandkids and now you're retired and you're just ready to just relax you can still relax and and say something with your style that you haven't been able to say for decades because up until now you weren't supposed to. Um, it, it wasn't culturally be acceptable. Free. Be free. Be wild. Be, be you. Wild. <laughs> you were wild once. Come back to us. Come boomers. back. Come back. <laughs> Oh, geez. Well, this episode ran super long today. Um, Obviously, Lucia and I are very passionate about our patients having eyewear that they feel sexy and confident in. Uh, We feel sexy and confident in our frames. Most opticians that you know feel sexy and confident in their frames. You should too. You should too. And you know what? If you get a frame and six months down the road, you're not in love with it anymore, your prescription is good for one year. You can go buy however many frames you want from wherever you want in that one year. You can buy them online and get you some fun ones that don't cost a lot of money. So that way you can kind of tiptoe your way into the world of high-end frame fashion. Start with something that's cheap for your budget that if you end up really really hating it you're not going to hate yourself for the amount of money you spent on it but just try it just try it and every time somebody pays you a compliment uh it's a compliment just take it (laughs) thank you that's all you got to say yeah you don't have to explain anything yeah you just say thank you and smile but yeah guys ladies everybody kids whoever just branch out and try it and do yourself a favor whatever that that brain chemical that makes you feel great inside like just roll with it just roll with it uh so yeah i think that's gonna be it for today what about you oh yeah we could go on for hours so so yeah anyways um so as usual, if you guys have questions, if you really like today's episode, uh, or if you want us to discuss anything further, always reach out to us, Opticians Unhinged Podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook. We also have an Instagram. Um, a big, big, big thank you to everyone that has been adding us and following us so far. 
We're only 10 episodes in, but we're very slowly starting to build up some momentum here. So that makes me happy. Uh, and we momentum so yeah we will be back hey next friday and if yeah. you're listening and you listen to this very long podcast you actually like us that means you need to go share with people yes please share our podcast good if, info if you are an optician and you work with other opticians especially if you're new in the field uh share Bro, share that not just that uh-huh. But if you're an optician and you don't really want to spend the time explaining to your patients all this stuff that we talk about, send them to us. We'll explain it. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, guys, new episodes every Friday. We're on most major streaming platforms. Don't forget to hit us up on our Gmail. Follow us on our social pages. Um we're slowly starting to build up some interaction there. So don't be afraid to reach out. And yeah, come back and see us next Friday. Bye.